Home and Garden Radio Podcast number two. Home and Garden Radio Podcast is the recorded version of our live show that airs every Saturday on the BizTalk Radio Network, coast to coast. Do not turn that radio dial. Stop it. Stop it. It's time for the Home and Garden Show. Your host, Michael Kroos. There's guaranteed laughs. Zaniness. Zan- is that even a word? Who cares? Anyway, fun in the sun. <laughs> and of course, discussions and vital information on all things botanical. That means plants. And if you have insects getting into your things and on your nerves, they're toast. Yeah! Michael will get your heads, your flowers, your grass in tip-top shape. You're all worthless and weak. Now drop and give me 20. You listen for your pleasure, no? So, got Got your your swim swim trunks trunks on? on? Good. Let's jump right in. The call-in number from coast to coast across the nation. Um, I could tell you, but Michael Kroos will tell you it's part of his job. Now, without further ado, that smooth, suave, debonair, home and garden kind of guy, Michael Kroos. Do you have German cockroaches in your house? Hey, this week's edition of Home and Garden Radio is brought to you by the good people at HelpIHaveBugs.com. That's HelpIHaveBugs.com. HelpIHaveBugs.com. Okay, so the question I have is, will this winter ever end? I mean, come on, it's April. And uh, on Thursday, I was talking with a relative in Battle Creek, Michigan, where it was 38 degrees. Really? Really? Come on! I mean, I'm, I'm over this, you know? I am so over this. Let me take a drink of water. I'm just, you know, this is starting to make me mad. Okay, where the heck is Al Gore in global warming? I mean, come on! I mean, how long do we have to put up with this? This is just absolutely and utterly, utterly ridiculous. I just thought about that word, utterly. What does that mean? I'm going to have to look that up because there are a couple of definitions for utter. So now, you know, it's just a, it's a crate. Don't bother me. I'm just having a weird day. Okay. I just, uh, man. Oh, let me shut the ringer off on my cell phone. So nobody calls me here so I can take, you know, make sure. Boom. There it's on vibrate. That's good. Uh, Cause I hate getting interrupted while I'm doing radio. I absolutely hate getting interrupted, doing radio. Uh, I get all kinds of stuff from publicists all the time. And I got a guy, he's going to be on hopefully next week, who's going to talk about microbes in the soil. And while that sounds incredibly boring, trust me when I tell you. Trust old Mikey here when he tells you. That will be an exciting topic. That will be absolutely an exciting topic. I, I just want you to know. It will be one of the most important radio shows you've ever heard. See, now that is good hype. I like that. When you, when you start your radio show, today's show will be one of the most important radio shows you've ever heard. Nah, this is just a gardening show. It's just me coming out here, spouting off, and, and, and just having a good time. You know, I'm, I'm having a good time. And uh, I'm, the, the show airs in many stations at 4 o'clock in the morning, at 3 o'clock in the morning, and at 2 o'clock in the morning in California. Some stations, we air at noon. It's, it's just really bizarre. I miss the good old days when we aired at a normal time, and I actually did the show live. If you haven't figured it out, the show is now pre-taped. 
uh, and because I'm not getting up at 2 o'clock in the morning to do a live show at 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm just, you know, I'm too old and I'm too cranky and, and that's just the way it is. Okay, it's just the way it is. I, I, I'm, gonna, I, I'm going to read from one of these wonderful news releases I got. How does your town measure up against America's prettiest? American in America in Bloom launches a photo contest. Oh, wow. I'm going to go take a picture of my, uh, of my weeds in the backyard. American Bloom, uh, America in Bloom, in cooperating uh, sponsorship with Home and Garden Showplace and Monrovian Nurseries. Oh, I love Monrovian Nurseries. Announces a, I'm reading this like, you know, hard copy right off the thing. Okay, I'm just reading this. Uh, announces that I haven't read it in advance. Announces an exciting new endeavor into uh, encourage and recognize beautification efforts through an annual photography contest. Cities and towns across the United States will be evaluated for their overall beauty, as demonstrated by submitted uh, portfolio of up to 18 photos. Entrants are invited to submit any photograph from their city. Though not required, entrants may take uh, a page from American Bloom's longstanding national awards program to provide photography exemplifying floral display, landscape areas, urban forestry, environmental efforts, heritage preservation, and overall impression. Wow. Uh, It is a regular national awards program which involves judges. What do you win? Okay, I want to know what you win. Which involves judges traveling the cities in depth on-site evaluation. Each of these six criteria are evaluated based on evidence of municipal efforts, business and community efforts, and residential efforts. So I guess they don't want the picture of the weeds. I was just in my backyard. You ought to see the weeds. Um, And I just, you know, I haven't had the energy to take care of it this year. I need to. I understand that. But, you know, some of the weeds are kind of pretty. I, I might go take pictures and slap them on the website anyway, on my website, not these people. Uh, let's see. What do we got here? Uh, local Chamber of Commerce and Local Convention and Tourist Bureau or Local Photography Scores, Stores, Scores, yes. Arboreta and Botanical Gardens, Photography or Garden Clubs, and Local Garden Retailers. Photos uh, each can be no larger than 8 by 12. Photos should focus on the city's town beautification effort. Oh, this is so boring. Cities will be divided into three population groups. Under 50,000, 50,000 to 249. Large cities, over 250,000. Judge, what do you win? Three $1,500 prizes will be awarded to the individual photographer or group entry. Uh, one in each population character, uh, category. Photos should be submitted no later than August 5th, 2014 for evaluation. Uh, so you have to print these photos up and mail them. Who does that anymore? Who does that anymore? I, I mean, this is a question I have for you. The way photography has become. I used to have all this really expensive photography equipment. I took pictures for years with my Nikon camera, with my Yashica. My favorite camera was my Yashica 35 millimeter camera. Uh, I love that camera. I had a 300 millimeter telephoto lens. I used to take pictures of up in trees and all kinds of stuff. What is everybody taking pictures? You know what? You know what the most popular camera in America is right now? It's an iPhone. People take more pictures with an iPhone 
than they take with any other camera. And by the way, the pictures are beautiful. My daughter, my 27-year-old daughter, is a fabulous photographer. She takes all of her pictures with her iPhone. I just upgraded. I don't have an iPhone, but I got a, a nice LG, uh, what do they call it? The LG F6. It's got a big screen and it's got a nice camera. It's only a five megapixel camera. But what do we do with our pictures now? We, we put them online. We send them via email. We stick them on Flickr. We don't print our pictures anymore. I've got 5,823 pictures of my two-year-old grandson. None of them, only a couple of them are printed up and on my refrigerator. The rest of them, here's one right on the cover of my phone. There he is sitting right on the cover of my phone. Okay, and I took the picture with my phone. All right, I just, that's what we take pictures with now. And I drove by a, a photography studio in business in Clearwater called Fulmer Photography. It's been there since I was a kid. As a matter of fact, I bought my first 35 millimeter camera there in 1969. Yeah, 1969. I bought my first, no, 68. I bought my first 35 millimeter camera there. And, uh, you know, it was, and I had them process all my slides. They processed my slides right in house there. I drove by there. They're on Fort Harrison Avenue in Clearwater, Florida. They're still there. And I, I was going to, pull in and and just walk in and see what the heck they're doing because I you know nobody uses film anymore nobody uses cameras anymore I mean except me I use cameras now I do take a lot of pictures with my smartphone I will admit I carry it with me it's with me all the time I take videos with it I mean if you go on my uh, Facebook page Michael Cross one on Facebook You'll see a video I took of my 34-year-old son bowling last Thursday night, a week ago Thursday, that, that's on there. Uh, so, But I also have a digital camera. I've got a, a pretty cool, I had a Nikon uh, D4 digital camera, and I never used it. I, I got it to take pictures. I was going to really get into architectural photography. And, you know, I bought it eight years ago. Never used it, never, ever, ever used it, and, and finally gave it away. I, you know, but now I desired another camera, so I bought one. Anyway, we will continue because I have stuff to talk about. So stick with us. You're listening to Home and Garden Radio right here on your favorite radio station. <laughs> Anyway, speaking of cameras, when I bought the Nikon D4 eight years ago, I also bought a pretty high-end pocket camera. I bought a, a Kodak uh, V1233. I paid $260 for that camera. And I have to tell you, I always kept it with me. It, it I think it had 14 megapixels. And it took beautiful pictures. I 
a lot of the pictures of plants that you've seen on my website throughout the last seven, eight years have, were taken with that camera because it would fit in my shirt pocket. And I, I always had it, or I had it in my glove box. You know, this is before, uh, you know, cameras and phones became popular. And I just absolutely love, to this day, I love that camera. Unfortunately, I can't love that camera because when I went into the hospital, it grew legs. While I was gone, I was gone for the month of December and half the month of January between hospital and, and a rehab center. While I was gone, it grew legs and disappeared. So I, you know, I, I, I tried to buy a used one on eBay and could not find that particular model anywhere. Uh, you know, I found lesser. Well, I found a, another one that I got, and it is a Kodak. I've got it right here. Z812IS. Uh, now, it is almost a single-lens reflex camera, but not really. It has a viewfinder, and I really like having a viewfinder, especially when I'm out taking pictures of plants. And, you know, I really like a viewfinder as opposed to the screen in the back because if the sun is shining, you really can't see what you're taking the picture of. But with the viewfinder, you can. And it's an electronic viewfinder, and you just set it to go to that. And I have been taking pictures like crazy. And as a matter of fact, I shot a video. I wanted to see how the video was. It's not high-definition video because I think this camera came out probably six or seven years ago. I'm not even really sure what or when it came out. But it's not high-definition video. But I've got to tell you, my son Zach was looking at it, and he was amazed at the quality of the video. Uh, I I just shot a little bit of video of, of my hibiscus by my front door, I, like 10 seconds, and the quality and the crispness of the colors. And then I took some pictures uh, with it as well. And it is only, I think, like 6 or 7 megapixel. But, oh, I'm sorry, 8.1 megapixel. I have it right here. But the fun thing about it is it has a 12x optical zoom lens. Oh my gosh, does it sound like you're listening to a tech show? I don't mean it's a gardening show. I take a lot of pictures of plants and grass and things like this. And this has a close up setting on it because I'm out, I've been out this week taking pictures of turf grass up close and growing because I'm doing a whole segment on my website about turf grass. And I'm, you know, so I'm taking pictures of healthy turf grass and some unhealthy turf grass. And this is really good. But you know what? I really, really, and it's a wonderful camera, but I really miss my V1233. I do. I miss that camera. I hope that it grows legs from wherever it is and finds its way back home. Like, you know, like the dog that that gets out of the car when you're in Montana and it finds its way back home to Kentucky and shows up at the door. I just hope my camera comes back because I miss that camera. Although, I don't know, it didn't have a viewfinder. You know, which is the one thing that I liked about my single lens reflex Nikon. And it's the other thing that I really like about my new Kodak, which is an old Kodak that I bought on eBay. Uh, my Z812IS. I am liking this camera. I'm liking the quality. So uh, you'll be seeing pictures on the website of it. And, um, you know, let me know what you think. You know what I think I might do today? And I'll see if I can stick it up on the website. I'm going to go out and I'm going to take a picture. If I have any blooming hibiscus, maybe I'll go out to 
maybe I'll go out to the Chiffalera, my next door neighbor's Chiffalera. I'm going to go out in my front yard today and I'm going to take a picture of a plant with my LG F6 telephone camera, okay? And then I will take a picture of the same plant in the same area. I mean, everything identical with the Kodak uh, Easy Share Z1812. And I'm going to put them right next to each other and see if you can guess which one is which. Well, I don't know. I'll even tell you because uh, I want to, you know, because that's what we do with pictures now. We put them on the Internet and we send them to Aunt Martha and I send them to my cousin Dawn or I put them on my Facebook page. I, I put multitudes of pictures of my grandchild on my Facebook page, most of which that were taken with my phone. But I did take some really cool pictures of them with this Kodak, too. And and the advantage, by the way, the advantage of taking pictures with a camera as opposed to a phone is that nobody knows where you took the picture at. But when you take a picture with the phone, anybody who's got this nifty little program that's on that interweb can come right down to your address or the address that you took the picture of. A lot of people don't know that. But it's true. So, you know, that's made me very, very paranoid. And that's why I always carried, well, it's not why, but, you know, it, it's nice to know that just about 99% of the pictures that I took and stuck on my website were taken with my old Kodak camera, which is untraceable on the Internet as compared to the pictures I take with my telephone, which I now find are traceable on the internet. So I have stopped posting pictures on the internet that I take with my phone until my son, Zach, comes up with this little program that masks it for me. He knows, he just hasn't done it yet. Wild, reckless youth, I can't get him to do that. So that's just something that you need to be very, very careful about if you are posting a picture on the internet or you're emailing somebody a picture. Uh, you email me a picture you took with your phone and I will email you back and tell you where the address is that you took that picture at. I, as a matter of fact, I'll have a Google photograph, a Google map, a satellite, and then a Google view photograph of the house that you took the picture at, like in no time at all. When Zach showed me that, uh, that this was the case, I totally flipped out. I totally became paranoid, which, by the way, is why I have stopped publishing pictures that people send me right now until I can... You know, because people send me really cool pictures that I used to slap up on the website. I have now stopped doing that until I get the program which masks all that information. And then I will happily do that because I don't want some weird guy coming out to look uh, at your viburnum shrub and your house at the same time. You know, I just don't want that to happen. My address is a tightly held secret. Okay, I don't give my address out because I've actually had listeners show up at the house before. How weird is that? You know, just through public records. Now I'm a little harder to find on public records, but uh, actually a lot harder to find on public records. But trust me, it's just, you know, it, it's just a weird thing. Anyway, uh, the website, by the way, where I will slap these pictures today and you know what? I'm going to go out to a park and take these pictures with the phone and the Kodak camera so that I, you know, you can trace the park. We'll do that. That's what we're going to do. 
And we continue right here. Your home and garden expert, Michael Cruz. And we continue right here on Home and Garden Radio. I'm in the middle of a project right now, and perhaps I'll share this with you. I want to see if I just pulled out a priority mail small box. It's the small flat rate box. I want to see if this bottle of stuff fits in it. Yes, it does. This is good. Okay. This is wonderful. Uh, because... Many of you will remember where I've had, where I've talked about these companies, and there are about four or five of them that I know of out there that are making, and now they're making the rounds again. And I have not been kind to these people on the radio. And they have to know, especially this particular company, which I'm not going to name, okay? I've not been kind to them on the radio because I do not believe in their product. I don't, I don't even understand their product. Okay, um, and when you go to their website, I should go to their website right now and see if I can if if I can uh, even begin to understand it because I can't. I you know, and I know that I don't think as well as I used to, prior you know since having the surgery. Um, but you know, uh, I'm typing in their web, their website uh, right now, and da 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 da. And the the fun part about this is they call themselves organic fertilizer, but they're not. Okay, they're not organic fertilizer. They then talk about fertility and they talk about micronutrients from the ocean. Okay, from the sea and, and all of the minor elements. Now, you've heard me talk about the importance of minor elements. I'm a big believer in in uh, minor elements i truly am but this particular product or this group of products uh, i'm gonna without reading it i'm going to to read this uh blah 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 aims to bring fertility national uh, naturally provided through deep ocean water minerals to consumers in most uh unadulterated form possible it is manufactured using a proprietary method developed by our president, blah, 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 in order to bring the vision of blah, blah, blah to the marketplace. For application on vegetable gardens, flowering plants, architectural uh, crops, turf and ornamentals, pasture grasses, apply one gallon to 100 gallons of water, spray out an acre, okay, one gallon and and this little bottle of this, they, they sent me. They sent me a bottle every year. They sent me a bunch of bottles every year. But they sent me this bottle. And you're only supposed to put a half an ounce of this in a gallon of water and use it on your plants. But you see, what it is, when it all if you if you read all of their stuff really well, all that it is is salt water that they went out in the ocean and they got some salt water. All right? I mean, that's what it is. And, uh, I mean, that's what it is. For pasture grass, uh, you apply the rate of one half gallon uh, of water 
or of this stuff uh, per acre. Okay, one half to one gallon of product per acre in 40 to 100 gallons of water. Reapply after each cutting. Uh, come on, it's salt water. So you're putting such little amounts in because salt water would normally burn your plants. Okay, and they they even sent me, uh, the, these people even sent me a little letter stating that they thought at one time that I had been unfair to them. And they send me the stuff and they're, they're like daring me to test this. Well, I don't have time to test this and I don't want to test this. I, I really don't. So I'm putting it in this and now that I see it fits and I and I haven't checked with them on air or in email, but I'm, I'm sending it off to our listener in Michigan who has tested other products. I'm going to send it out. He should have it probably by Monday. And uh, I know you're listening to the show, Mad Dog. Uh, what I would like you to do is test this any way that you can. And I would like a full report in triplicate on my desk by midsummer. No, I'm only kidding. I want you to test it for as long as you think it's necessary. And uh, I want you to, you know, I want you to go on their website, if you would, if you kindly would, my good sir, if you kindly, kindly, kindly would, I would like you to go on their website and uh, look it all over. And if you want to make one of those nifty YouTube videos, I would appreciate it. The only caveat is I don't want you to mention the name of the product unless you give them a good review. Why? Because I don't want to deal with lawyers and I don't want to deal with all, you know, just, 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 uh, um, okay. But I want you to test it. And if it comes back to where you love it and you would buy it and you think it's the greatest stuff on earth, I trust you. Okay. Mad Dog's got a whole bunch of land up in Michigan and a whole bunch of plants and he's heading towards retirement now. So he has time and, uh, and his brain works really well. He's a very smart guy. He works for the government. And and he's and he's cool. He's just a really cool guy. And the other thing, Mad Dog, I see that you donated to my ex-wife uh to her climb uh for for breath. And, and that was wonderful. My ex-wife Julie, God love her, did forty one uh flights of stairs in Tampa and uh took donations. I had a thing on the website about it and she made it all the way to the top in record time by the way and mad dog donated money to it i asked you people mad dog did so god bless you mad dog for doing that so i'm sending you this and if you want to test it out that's good if you don't want to test it out i understand give it to the guy that lives down the street that you you know that you like and see if he'll test it out but i want it out of my hands i want it out of my studio and i'm going to send it to you so, and it fits in the priority mail small box. I got to find some of those little plastic peanuts and stick in there, you know, some plastic on biodegradable peanuts to stick in there to send it with you. And then we will know right from the get go if this stuff works. Now, next week, we're going to have a guy to, that is going to talk about microbes and micronutrients. But I can tell you right now, they do it well. They, it's all soil based stuff and it's very credible. They don't use salt water. I talked with their publicist today. And I said, you don't use salt water, do you? No, we don't use, no, 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 nothing like that. I said, okay, this is cool. I'll have the guy on the show. I think he's going to be on next week. But this stuff, I just, yeah, no. So I'm going to send it off to the Mad Dog. 
And if Mad Dog, if you would kindly test this on one of your favorite plants, and if the plant dies, I apologize. Uh, but uh, if if you if it thrives, if you're happy with it, if you think it's the greatest stuff in the world, I'll have you on the radio show. We will tape at your convenience, and you can talk about it. Or if you want to make one of those nifty videos in addition to that, we'll slap your nifty video up on the website. Mad Dog did a test of a, a organic weed killer for me, and we did, stuck the video uh, on the website several years ago with your daughter, who at the time was a teenager, and now she's got to be a young adult and married and has five kids, at least, or maybe not. But, uh, you know, I, I would appreciate this. This would be fun and wonderful. So be listening for that and, you know, let me know how it, how it thinks. And uh, and I understand, Mad Dog, you're going to have to wait till it's not 38 degrees in Michigan in order to use this stuff. I mean, what is up? I just, I'm sorry. I'm just a little aggravated about this winter. I truly am aggravated about this winter. And the effect that this is going to have on fertility, because of all of the snow that we've had this year, and now the snow is melting off, and it's going down into the ground, and it's leaching out tons of naturally occurring minor elements. So that means this this product that I have here in the box should actually work wonderful, but I don't believe that it would work. But a good micronutrient product is something that I think is essential uh, for you to use. A fertilizer, when you do your spring fertilization, if you were to do your spring fertilization with a fertilizer that has that, as I've talked about before, minor elements in it, it's now more important now than it has been, you know, in forever. It's vitally important that you do that now because of all of the leaching that is now going on from all of the snow. We've had snow and then it would melt and then we had snow and then it would melt and we had, you know, it just goes on and on and on. And it's just crazy. It is just absolutely darn crazy this this winter. So this spring, you got to make sure that you fertilize, and I would suggest a good micronutrient. And I guess next week we'll talk about a good micronutrient, I'm sure. We will continue right here on your favorite radio station on Home and Garden Radio. You can contact Michael at homeandgardenradio.com. That's homeandgardenradio.com. And now back to your home and garden expert, Michael Cross. You want to know what the fun part of doing a gardening radio show is? For whatever reason, I never have black SUVs, SUVs parked outside the house, nor do I have black helicopters flying over the house. You know, I, I just think that's, that's absolutely wonderful. So I'm not changing the focus of the show. We're going to stay with gardening because I don't like it when black SUVs are parked outside my house. You know, and I bet my buddy Michael uh, doesn't like it either. My former board operator, Michael, who does a show with his wife on this network, and they're now having uh, black SUVs parked outside their house and helicopters flying over. It's weird. Listen to their show. Okay, it's called The Doherty Report. Seriously. If, if that show airs where you live, um, listen to it. If it doesn't air where you live, this is my plug for their show. Listen to last week's show. Go to biztalkradio.com 
and go and you can listen to old my shows and but look up the Doherty report and listen to last week's show. Trust me when I tell you. You want to listen to that show. I don't plug other people's shows generally. I just don't. Well, sometimes I do. This time, as I hit the microphone, um, this time I am. I want you to go look up the Doherty Report. If you uh, look up the Doherty Report, go to biztalkradio.com and uh, go into the, just look for shows and uh, there's a podcast area in there where you can hear old versions of the show and look up the Doherty Report. I'm serious. And get last week's episode, last Saturday's episode, and listen to that. Then, like I said, the nice thing about doing a gardening show is that there's never black SUVs outside the house. Okay. I once, I have to tell you this, I once had a federal agent show up to my house uh, when I was talking about the use of diatomaceous earth. And I was actually involved with uh, my good friends at the old Dr. Chatelier's. And we put diatomaceous earth out on the market. And I had a federal agent. This was years ago. The, the law has changed since then. I had a federal agent. I remember her name quite well. I'm not going to mention it. She's retired now. But she showed up at my door. And I just happened to be home that day and not feeling well because usually I was out working. And I was home that day taking a nap on my sofa. And she knocked at my door. And she had a box of the diatomaceous earth. And the box of the diatomaceous earth, I have a, right here in the studio, I have the box. I'm not going to grab it because it's over in the corner. I, I have one of the boxes. And it's, it's stated on the label, 100% natural, pure, organic, uh, or something like this, all natural diatomaceous earth. And it just, you know, that's all it said, except it said one thing. It said controls naturally. Didn't say what it controls naturally, but it said controls naturally. And that one word, that one stinking word got her into a tither. Got her just like, you know, the federal government was coming down on me for saying that one word. And you know what? I immediately, that very second, that very instant, while this woman was in my living room, and I'm still trying to wake up, and while she was in my living room, I immediately got out of the diatomaceous earth business, just like that. I mean, so instantly, it wasn't even funny that I got out of the diatomaceous earth business. And and my friends at Dr. Chatelier's immediately got out of the diatomaceous earth business. And uh, at the time, by the way, we had this diatomaceous earth in every Winn-Dixie grocery store in the state of Florida. And she made them pull it off the shelf. Oh, you can just imagine how wonderful that was. Well, the people at Winn-Dixie, thank God, had sold most of it because it just sold like crazy. People were buying it like it was flying off the shelves. And we were just getting ready for a big reorder. And I was all excited. And I, they, you know, I thought I was going to have to buy it all back and all this. She said, no, if you put a little thing over the words control naturally so it doesn't say that anymore, they can actually put it back up on the shelves. So I talked to the people at Winn-Dixie, and they were just as gracious as could be. I said, I'll go to every store myself. And they said, no, just send us the, the covers for it. You know, the new labels is what it was. It was a new label. We printed up a new section of the label that all it said was it was 100% pure, natural, diatomaceous earth. And that, that's all it said. And, and we'll 
stick it on. We'll send it out to all of our stores and have them put it on. But we're not going to reorder. I, I understood because I'm out of the business. And um, that was that. Uh, so they did that and they slapped it back on the stores and it was all gone. Now the law has changed. I'm thinking about getting back into the business, to tell you the truth, because now the Environmental Protection Agency has come out with this new classification of pesticides called generally regarded as safe. And there are several materials that are on the list of generally regarded as safe. And the all natural, I keep hitting the microphone. I'm sorry. I got to calm down. I need to, I need to drink some water. Hang on. Since I got away from Diet Coke and I've gone to water, I'm jumpy. When I was drinking the caffeine, I was calm. I don't know what's, you know, there's something going on with my body chemistry. I'm just telling you. It, it, there's just something going on with my body chemistry. I think that sometime in the middle of the night when I was at the hospital, aliens came down and implanted electrodes into my body somewhere and changed me. I think that. Maybe it was them or it was like, you know, the weird doctors who just kept sticking tubes everywhere in me. I don't know. But now things are just weirder than they used to be. What can I say? But anyway, now... The law is very specific with generally regarded as safe products, mint oil, uh, sesame seed oil, all of which can be used as a pesticide, by the way. And diatomaceous earth is now on there. So now you can sell diatomaceous earth the right kind. It has to be the, the kind that has less than 1% silica and make sure that that's what you use. I don't sell it. Maybe I will again. Who knows? Uh, but I don't know. I think I'm just getting too old and I'm too cranky. But now you can sell it and you can actually say it is a naturally occurring pesticide. And you can, you can do that now, which is pretty cool. Now, you know, that, that's neat. The, the, the lady that lives across the street from me just came out with a mosquito repellent that's all natural. She's going to give me some. And it's all with generally regarded as safe ingredients. So she did it, you know, now had she put that together in the 90s or in the 80s when I was doing diatomaceous earth, the federal government would have shown up in her living room. But this young lady, she's in her 30s, very cool person. And her dad, her dad is a good friend of mine and and my neighbor. But she came up with this mosquito repellent because they own property up in North Florida and they're always out in the woods and they didn't want to use DEET. And they're, they're using this stuff and it's... They say they swear by it. Well, I'm going to get some from them, and I'm going to try it out. I might let you know about that. Hey, that's going to wrap things up for this week's edition of Home and Garden Radio. Love you all very much. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Mad Dog, look for your package.